Let us pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you for how you have been with us throughout the day. Now we want to go through your word and we want you to be with us. We want you to speak to us and we want you to bless us. Please grant us the gift of your Holy Spirit, every one of us. Grant to us understanding of your word. Help us, Lord, that after this discussion, after this devotion, that our hearts shall be better prepared and better stirred to do everything necessary for us to be ready for your coming. Do this and take the glory in Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Maranatha, October 15 God intervenes in Armageddon A noise shall come even to the ends of the earth For the Lord hath a controversy with the nations He will plead with all flesh He will give them that are wicked to the sword, saith the Lord Jeremiah chapter 25 Verse 31. For 6,000 years, the great controversy has been in progress. The Son of God and His heavenly messengers have been in conflict with the power of the evil one to warn, enlighten, and save the children of men. Now all have made their decisions. The wicked have fully united with Satan in his warfare against God. The time has come for God to vindicate the authority of his downtrodden law. Now the controversy is not alone with Satan, but with men. The Lord hath a controversy with the nations. He will give them that are wicked to the sword. The mark of deliverance has been set upon those that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done. Now the angel of death goes forth, represented in Ezekiel's vision by the men with the slaughtering weapons, to whom the command is given, Slay utterly, old and young, both maids and little children and women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Says the prophet, They began at the ancient men which were before the house. Ezekiel chapter 9 verse 1 to 6 The work of destruction begins among those who have professed to be the spiritual guardians of the people. The false watchmen are the first to fall. They are none to pity or to spare. Men, women, Maidens and little children perish together. The Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 21 In the mad strife of their own fierce passions, and by the awful outpouring of God's unmingled wrath, fall the wicked inhabitants of the earth, priests, 
rulers and people, rich and poor, high and low. And the slain of the Lord shall be at that day from one end of the earth even unto the other end of the earth. They shall not be lamented, neither gathered, nor buried. Jeremiah chapter 25 verse 33. Amen. Isaiah 5 verse 1. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my well-beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved had a vineyard in a fruitful hill, and he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild grapes. Verse 3. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, George, I pray you, betwist me and my vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now, go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. Verse 7 For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression, for righteousness, but behold, a cry. The devotion we are reading today is bringing before us the day of Amagedon. And the, the text there, Jeremiah 5, talks about the controversy of the Lord and that he will give them, that is, the wicked, to the sword. And what is the problem? The first paragraph says, the time has come for God to vindicate the authority of his downtrodden law. And from where we read in Isaiah, God looked at his vineyard. It is interesting for us to know that the vineyard would likely would also represent the world. God made this world in six literal days and rested on the Sabbath. God put man in it. He put the choicest trees, the animals, the choicest fruits and everything that could make life what living. We have the rainfall, we have the sunlight, we have the ministry of angels, we have everything that could make life worth living. God gave all this to us and expected to see within us judgment and righteousness. What does he see? He sees oppression. He sees um, lies and corruption and adultery and all sorts of evil that we are never part of his plan. And so God has a controversy with his people. And the controversy is that the man has made void his law. And also, the sign of his creation, the fact that he is the creator. When one builds a house, he governs his house with laws. When one, one has a company or a business, he is guided by principles. God made our world and it is up to him to determine what rule should guide us. But man has rebelled against God and has set up systems and uh, institutions and governments that are opposed to God's law. 
and even religious systems are against God's law and God's government. In the book of Romans 3 verse 31, Paul will say, Do we then make void the laws through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. Paul here was lamenting the idea that religious uh, leaders or those in uh, positions of trust would make void God's law, the sign of his authority. And he said, God forbid. In Psalms 119 verse 126, the Bible would say, It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. And it's the reason why we have the text telling us the issue of the battle of Armageddon, where it symbolized the final conflict between good and evil. I want to also dwell more on the source of this. In the book of uh, Ezekiel 20 verses 21, God said, Notwithstanding, the children rebelled against me. They walked not in my statutes, neither kept my judgments to do them, which if a man do, he shall even live in them. They polluted my Sabbaths. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the wilderness. Now, God said that his own children rebelled against him. In this same Ezekiel 20 verse 20, God had then said that his Sabbath was going to be the sign. The Sabbath is a sign between you and between me and you that I am the Lord your God, in which case is a sign of ownership, the sign of creatorship, the, the sign that we are his children, he's our father. Much like when you know in, in simple like uh, human terms, when a father has maybe there's a ceremony and they want to sew uniforms, let me use the sign of a uniform for an event, and then one of the children rebels and say, I'm not going to be part of this family, I don't have anything to do with this family. And in God's own case, it's not just a uniform, it is a it's something that is for our own protection, is a mark of ownership. And then in verse 22 of Ezekiel 20, nevertheless I withdrew my hand and wrought for my name's sake. In verse 23, verse 24, it says, Because they had not executed my judgments, but had despised my statues, and had polluted my Sabbaths, and their eyes were after the, their father's idols. So you see. The controversy God has with man is disobedience. Should we make the law void through faith? Paul will still say, God forbid. Ezekiel 22 verse 25 says, There is a conspiracy. Her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion, reveling the prey, they have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law, have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. This is the controversy God has. And like we can even understand in today's world, most men deny the, the universality or the relevance of the Sabbath, which is a sign that God has created, created this world in six days and rested in the seventh day. God himself is lamenting her priests have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them. 
the best way you can embarrass a man or the highest way you can embarrass a man is to enter his house and change the laws in his house so that even his children do not recognize him so that even his children do not even respect his laws he goes out in the morning and says i want my daughter to do this i want my son to do this do this and do this because i am the one who takes care of you i my responsibility of your well-being has been on me i pay your school fees i make sure you are closed i make sure you have your health when you're sick i make sure i provide you with food and other benefits i give you warmth and comfort and and everything that pertains to life and then when he leaves his house a man that has not even contributed a quarter of whatever has he has done comes into the house and then says um i have something else to tell you we are going for a party we are going for a uh, a, a drama or a dance, uh, whatever. We are just going for something different from the instruction the owner of the house has given. This is the condition God finds himself in our world. He created this world and Satan is trying to connive with man to chase him away from his own beloved, from his own world which he made himself. And no man will take it lightly. God has lingered in his mercy. He has been patient with man. And we should not join in the rebellion. In that same Ezekiel 22, verses 29 it says that the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy yea they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully 30 and i sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that i should not destroy it but i found none Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, said the Lord God. What God is telling us this evening is that we should not join in going against his law. The same way you will not want somebody to come to your own apartment, to your own house, and change the rules that guide your home. The same way God is begging us, we should not join with Satan. The reading tells us that in the nations will be gathering to go against God's law. And we should not be party to that, whether in the church or in the school or in any establishment where they say the law of God is not standing. In the book of Psalms 119, David is saying it is time for the Lord to work for they have made void thy law so i pray that in our personal lives we shall not go against our maker we shall not go against our creator we shall honor his sabbath we shall honor his other laws which are a sign that we reverence his ownership and that he's worthy to receive obedience may this be our experience in jesus name in the reading we are told that the destruction began with the ancient men which were before the house and the bible also tells us that judgment shall begin in the house of the lord and then we are told also in the last paragraph that the in the mad strife of their own fierce passion and by the awful outpouring of god's unmingled wrath that the wrath of god will fall on the wicked inhabitants of the earth from the priests, the rulers, people rich and poor, high and low. And we are told also that the work of destruction begins with among those who have professed to be the spiritual guardians of the people. The false watchmen are the first to fall. I want to speak with respect to 
the influences we should not allow to deter us from ascribing to the truth. In the time of Christ, when he preached and the common people listened to him, some people asked, how is it that our rulers and learned scribes do not believe on Jesus? And would not these pious men receive him if he were the Christ? It was, I'm reading Great Controversy 595 paragraph 3, it was the influence of such teachers that led the Jewish nation to reject their Redeemer. So when Jesus was preaching to people were saying, uh -uh, if he was the Messiah, would not our learned men have taken up the truth? Today, many people refuse to examine the scripture concerning these truths which we have been told about in the bible and the reading it says that they point to their numbers wealth and popularity and look with contempt upon the advocates of truth as few poor and unpopular having a faith that separates them from the world we need to examine the reason why we do not want to ascribe to the truth for all these things will not save us in the time that is soon to fall upon the wicked. Great Controversy 594 paragraph 2 says that the fearful judgment denounced against the worship of the beast and his image should lead all to a diligent study of the prophecies to learn what the mark of the beast is and how they are to avoid it. But the masses of the people turn away their ears from hearing the truth and are turned unto fables. The Apostle Paul declared looking down to the last days that the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine and that time has fully come. The multitudes do not want Bible truth because it interferes with the desires of the sinful world-loving heart and Satan supplies the deception which they love. So we need to keep examining ourselves. but. In order to avoid this, God would have a people upon the earth to maintain the Bible and the Bible only as the standard of all doctrines and the basis of all reforms. The opinions of learned men, the deductions of science, the creeds or decisions of ecclesiastical councils, as numerous and discordant as the churches which they represent, the voice of the majority, not one nor all of these should be regarded as evidence for or against any points of religious faith. Before accepting any doctrine or precept, we should demand a plain thus saith the Lord in its support. Satan is constantly endeavoring to attract attention to man in the place of God. He leads the people to look to bishops, to pastors, to professors of theology as their guides instead of searching the scriptures to learn their duty for themselves. Then by controlling the mind of these leaders, he can influence the multitudes according to his will. So we need to make sure we do not submit our consciences to men, rather to the word of God. We have the sure word of prophecy and if we take heed to it, it will be a light that will guide us in this dark world. May this be our experience in Christ's name. Amen. Let us pray. We thank you, loving Father, for giving us insight into your word. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us of the things that are soon to come. Now, Lord, we ask that you will grant us 
that mind that will always follow the Bible above anything that a man would say to us. There are many out there who are being deceived, thinking that they must hear it from a man first and taking the word of men above the word of God. For such, Lord, I pray, please break them from such error. Help them, Lord, to quit doing such things for their salvation's sake and for their soul's salvation, O Lord. Please, I pray that if there's anything we can do to assist, that you will use us to your glory to assist such a one. Lord, help us. Prepare us for your coming, Lord. Anything in our lives that will need to be dealt with before you come to prepare us, please, Lord, take us and use us. Do what you think is necessary to prepare us for your coming. And to all those who are listening, Lord, I pray you do the same thing for them. Thank you for hearing our prayers and answering. In Jesus' name I've prayed.